Welcome to the Sex, Money, and Real Estate Podcast, the show for real estate couples about how to close more deals in the bedroom. My name is Nancy Jamison. And I'm Bill Jamison. And each week we deep dive into juicy, intentional, sexy conversations, sharing with you what it takes to create balance in your intimate relationships and your real estate business. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. What's happening? A whole lot of stuff is happening. How are you being today? I am great. I am great. We are uh, recording on an unusual day for us. We usually record a little earlier in the week, and yet it, uh, it feels great to be recording today as well. And we probably have some magic to share here today, huh? Probably so. Awesome. What uh, what you got for magic today? Uh, today is my 28th day of fasting. Hmm. And it's a promise in which I made with myself and intentions and commitment that I made to myself and releasing conversations that definitely no longer serve me or beliefs that no longer serve me. And so it's been a beautiful process of surrender and... Uh, releasing attachments and enjoying creating food and smoothies. Well, not really food, but smoothies and different juices. And the magic of all of that, so today's day 28, and the magic of all of that is that I've influenced my sister to start her 28-day cleanse um, as she starts tomorrow. So it's really beautiful and I appreciate it. And so we had this awesome conversation about what it is that I was doing and really drinking. And so it was, um, you know, it's been vegetable broth, a protein, pea protein, um, smoothie in the morning and then juice. So I've made fresh made juices and water or tea. And um, yeah, it's been really neat. Nice. Awesome. So how's, how's your energy level? My energy level is fantastic. I feel uh, very grounded. I feel very energized. I feel very strong because I've kept my workouts in place and my runs in place. And um, so it's been actually quite the opposite of what one normally considers what a or thinks about or assumes what a uh, a fast or a cleanse would be like. Hmm, that's cool. Well, maybe uh, one of the next couple episodes could be like a recap of the twenty eight day um, cleanse. You know, kind of the you know I, I know you've been journaling and doing some video journaling, video journaling and whatnot. So maybe a little review there, and we can go back through it. What do you think? Sure, that's a great idea. Cool, cool. Awesome. Anything else? No, I'm complete. Nice. Uh, For me, I am super excited because I onboarded a new coaching client this week. Awesome. Yes. So excited about about her because um, she is open and excited and, you know, she's a little nervous when we kind of had that uh, that, that pre-intro phone call and by the time we got off the call and talked about how we're really playing for what she's playing for and not necessarily any of my necessarily my any of my preset goals uh and you know working with her at her pace 
uh, you know, she was just really excited, all in. Uh, loves the idea of the balance, the uh, the work play balance, work life balance, and uh, yeah. So we're gonna get started this week. Awesome. Yes, 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 yes. So that's it for me. And on to today's uh, topic. What would you like to say about today's topic, Nance? What would I like to say? So today's topic is teaching and sharing with your teenagers about sex and really overall the relationship to sex. And so this is definitely a hot topic. Um, And so this is something that we talk about a lot in terms of the relationship to sex and the maturity associated with sex. And we're not necessarily talking about sexual intercourse when we say sex, although that's a component of it. And clearly our podcast is sex, money, and real estate. And overall, it's it's really the, the relationship to sex. So we have an almost 13-year-old and a 14-year-old, and we get questioned or asked a lot about sex and having conversations with them. And so when did you start having conversations with them about it? What do they look like? What do you talk about? How do you deliver the information? And um, those are all very valuable questions. And frankly, the answer is when do you start is that it started from day one, really, I think is, is the answer to that question. And so, um, as we were talking about this topic, there are definitely things that came up in terms of delivery and, and those types of things. And yet we wanted to back up before we started talking about how we deliver the conversation or what it is that we talk about and really say that number one, it really starts with you. For sure. For sure. And we're definitely going to talk about things as we go through this episode and uh, want you to stay tuned to the end so that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll recap a few of those action steps so that, uh, you know, if you, if you're in the same position we are or getting into it or, you know, picking it up at a different uh, time in life, then, uh, you know, you can use that, those tips as well. So it all starts with you, huh? Yes. Like you and me. Yes, it definitely. Well, I mean, you, the individual. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Because if you're, you know, you're about, about to have this conversation, this intimate conversation with your child, regardless of where that whatever age that child is, I mean, this can be for a 22-year-old kid or this can be for a two-year-old kid, wherever you are in your timeline as as a parent or as an aunt or an uncle or a grandmother or a grandfather or really any relationship where you have children in your lives and, and you're having these conversations with them about intimacy and and sexuality and sensuality and, and those types of things, it, it all starts with you. Mm-hmm. So before I, we would say before you enter into these conversations with them, like just take some time, take a couple of weeks, take 30 days or something to, you know, read or teach yourself different things, or at least familiarize yourself with multiple areas of, 
of uh, these intimate conversations, whether it's reading different books or taking a course or videos or or any of those things that would really elevate your maturity around mm-hmm. that conversation. Because what it could lead into is there's not necessarily an authenticity with the material or there's the energy of the conversation and the, and the kids looking at you like, yeah, but you don't do these things. So why should I do these things? And it just reminds me of that conversation, that example, that parable around when the, there was a, a woman that took her child to Gandhi and the woman asked Gandhi to tell her child not to eat sugar. Mm-hmm. So teach her to, Tell my child not to eat sugar because, you know, my kid doesn't listen to me and, and, you know, how can I get this kid off sugar? And, and he's like, okay, he's like, come back to me in 30 days. And then, so 30 days pass. And then she, she brings her kid back to see Gandhi and, and Gandhi's like, okay, I had to stop eating sugar for 30 days before I could tell your kid to stop eating sugar because it's a conflict. I mean, clearly, Mm -hmm. you know, there's there's that conflict there. So it's, uh, it's do as I say. And yeah, do as I say, <laughs> do as I do. Yeah. Do as I do, not do as I say, not right. as I do. Right. So it's, um, it's really important. So there's that teaching yourself and, and elevating your maturity. The other thing, if you're in a partnership or a relationship and share with your partner about your experiences in growing up around sex and like really get in there and, and share the emotions and the feelings and the, and the disempowering conversations and, and all of those things. Talk about when, you know, your parents sat you down and, and had sex conversations and how many times did they have that sex conversation or what did they talk about or did they revisit it or, or any of those things? I mean, 99% of parents taught us very little or nothing, really. For sure. You know, and the thing is that, you know, if you're not if you're having these conversations for the first time with your kid, it's like, it's like walking into a listing appointment and uh, never having practiced doing a listing appointment before. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, or taking a buyer out and knowing nothing about, you know, what the do's and don'ts of taking a buyer out. If you don't practice a few times first and uh, you know, possibly relive some of those experiences uh, through conversation with others and get that feedback, uh, it's going to be, you're going to be very uncomfortable with the delivery and your kid's going to pick up on that energy and uh, the awkwardness or the uneasiness, if there is some or some immaturity around it is going to transfer directly into, into him to your, to your Gandhi point. So mm-hmm. uh, I really, I really appreciate that for sure. And you know, the thing is that you're going to realize that some of the conversations that you're having with them are unhealed conversations that you're having with yourself. And, uh, you know, so that does again give you an opportunity to to level up and uh, you know create a different experience for your kid mm-hmm. and heal for you. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and you know, it's it's these this whole thing is it's just it's too big not to discuss. You know, unless you're you're playing for your kid to have the same experiences that you did. You know, because history will repeat itself unless. You uh, unless you break the cycle. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. That's why it's it's very important. I mean, otherwise, just like what you just said, it's it's literally us choosing to pass on our limiting belief, our disempowering conversation, 
around I'm not enough, I'm not big enough, I don't last long enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not, you know, my boobs aren't big enough or like that whole body image thing. I mean, it's literally passing that stuff on Mm -hmm. to your kids. And that's the body image piece. I mean, there's so much more to sexuality and intimacy than simply the physical. Yes. And, you know, it's our intention and our desire to teach our boys that, you know, we want them to experience pleasure and we want them to experience sensuality and intimacy with themselves. And we, you know, the intention is for them to really thrive in life and thrive with a partner or partners or however they roll. I mean, it's, it's super important. I mean, that's, you know, that's how God created us is, is with these, these opportunities to experience intense pleasure and immense pleasure and just the deliciousness of it. And we, but we need to teach them. (laughs) We need, you know, there's a very mature approach to, having these experiences and remembering that sexuality and sensuality, it all goes back to your health. It's vital. It's just like eating and exercising. It's vital to your health and sustainability. And that's how we coach. We coach to sustainability. So we coach sustainability in our sexual relationships, in money, and in real estate, <laughs> I mean, it's, that's just, that's the, that's how we coach is, is um, based on the production and production capability or uh, performance and performance capability. And, and so that's the balance of it all. And it's, it is, it's too big of a deal not to discuss. And that's why we start early. That's why we, we've always started. I mean, we've always had those conversations the appropriate level of content at the appropriate age. And it's an ongoing conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times do we tell the kids to look both ways before they cross the street? <laughs> at least a thousand times. Yeah. How many times do we ask them, you know, to do their jobs and, you know, this is how you do your jobs. And as a result, this you gain commission. <laughs> and then this is how you sort the commission. And then this is how you multiply or manage and multiply the commission. I mean, all of these things really... They're lifelong conversations. Right. So sex is a lifelong conversation. And you got to get your mind and your heart centered and mature in a place, in a place to have mature, loving, abundant conversations about it. So. Nice. Yeah, yeah. that's beautiful. You know, because a lot of times, you know, we're, we're, our sexual maturity is right. It's, it's right where we stopped uh it's right where we stop learning so for a lot of us it's like right around maybe 16 or 17 and that's the height of you know you could be a 40 year old walking around with uh a 16 year old um maturity level around you know your sexual health and sexual maturity yeah i mean even when even 12 and 13 and 14 like really when do you first start having those conversations it's not even conversations with parents it's you learn your friends, or you learn from porn, or you learn from videos, or back then we learned from magazines. I mean, I guess they have magazines, but you know, right. the kids have accessibility to so much now right. on the internet and YouTube and all that kind of stuff. And like, guess what? You can you can turn off the Wi-Fi, you can put on all the parental controls, and you can do all the stuff that you think that you know you need to do to prevent. You're you think you're preventing something, mm-hmm. and they're still gonna find it. Mm-hmm. They still got friends. They got they. There are they're they're very they're very smart Mm -hmm. and so you know if it's something that they're looking for they're gonna find it Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So the only and so knowing that they're going to find it and accepting that, getting out of denial that they're not going to find it, uh, and then and promoting the maturity, the con- you know promoting the conversation, the maturity around it means that when they do find it, they're going to have a different um, a different approach to looking at it or thinking about it, mm-hmm. which yeah. will translate in the conversations with their friends, and you know definitely have a ripple effect. Sure, and yet you know I, I guess when they when they're looking for it and and they find it i mean there's and they, they don't have any of these conversations or this foundational information around it they're certainly going to pervert it which is back to what you originally were saying was that the sexual conversation the learning essentially stops like they think that they know it all by the time that they're 16 and 17 mm-hmm. you know between those very formative teenage years that they literally most adults literally stop learning Mm-hmm. And they're operating off of that teenage mindset and taking that teenage mindset into their marriages and then into the bedroom and then into the relationships as they're teaching their kids. Mm-hmm. And unless they're, they're expanding, unless adults are expanding their consciousness around sex or, or reading, or again, back to, you know, that it starts with you reading right. and maturing their relationship around sex. They're literally going to pass that, that, um, that immaturity onto their kid. Yep. So it's super important. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're already exploring it at some level to your point. So it's really important to be able to have that, that context around the conversation, which leads us right into Number two. <laughs> nice. Uh, I think number two we had down for uh, like setting the space to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep. Definitely setting the space. And so what we mean by that is, is because we believe that it's an ongoing conversation, we have set up a consistent time and space that we call a trust talk. Mm-hmm. And it's a weekly conversation. It's 30 minutes per kid. The kids are, the boys are separated, so they each have their own space. Right. And sometimes, you know, it's the majority of time is you're having the conversation with them mm-hmm. because, you know, there are, there are definitely things that you're having conversation with them more so than I am because, you know, your dad and it's the male perspective and we'll get into that in a second in terms of topics and yet... There are times that I'm having conversation with them and then there are times where you and I are having conversations with them together. And so the conversation breaks down to where part of it, we're talking about seven habits of highly effective teens. Correct. And they're reading that book and they have reading assignments and then, you know, Bill or I will ask questions as it relates to the reading assignments and going through the habits and really understanding great examples as it relates to them as teenagers of how to rep those habits and how to incorporate them into their lives and bring them into their classroom or bring them into studying or bring them into their appreciation and love for themselves. And then the other half of the conversation is literally about sex. And we say, okay, what kinds of conversations or questions do you have? What kinds of conversations are you hearing? What, um, what are the words that you're hearing? What do you what do you need more understanding about? And they've come up with all kinds of absolutely really cool questions. And I was like, wow, you know, it's very eye opening. And 
Yeah, and questions that you would think, you know, you would almost, I don't know, I think we, I, okay, I, I make a lot of assumptions in, in what their, their knowledge base is and, you know, and, and get surprised by, um, you know, some of the stuff that they do know and some of the stuff that they don't know, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, if, and for example, uh, the conversation around uh, masturbation last week and what, uh, what they knew about, you know, men masturbating versus women masturbating, or really women do masturbate too. And, and, uh, and then, you know, it was discovered that, uh, you know, even though we've gone over female anatomy with them before, that there's still some learning to do uh, around that. Mm-hmm. And so that gets, that's going to be, you know, part of the conversation this week, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, and so, you know, Rex was like, you know, I don't want to see real pictures, Dad. I don't want. I was like, no, that's that's fine. We're gonna do we're gonna do some illustrations, and uh, we'll still take a look at it. And uh, you know, you'll still have uh, a, a higher understanding of you know where things are and and what they do. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, and I kind of figured that you know because we'd had that conversation with them before, and I know you've had that conversation with before that there's a little more understanding around it. And yet, you know, it, it just goes to show you that. Um, some of the conversations need to be circled back on for sure. Yeah, again, it's a lifelong conversation. It is, I mean, you know, and that's just the sex part, not even the relationship part that gets in, you know, and that's, that. it's just, I wish, I, you know, I've, I've talked about this on other episodes that I had more conversation around it when I was younger and uh, because my, my sexual and rela- relationships uh, education, you know, I mean, I never got really any re- relational conversations and or zero actually and the sexual uh conversations i you know i had very brief conversations with uh, my parents about it and there was no there weren't any other mentors in my life to uh, to coach me up on it so you know to your to your point earlier nance about learning through you know uh, outside stimulus you know that's that's a hundred percent how i learned about everything you know i mean um movies and 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 porn and you know, and whatever I happen to oversee in other relationships, you know, going through school, mm. you know, and all that, all that kid stuff that happens in, you know, grade school and middle school and high school and all that drama. And I thought that's what it was all about. So it's, uh, yeah, it's an ongoing conversation that mm-hmm. will evolve as they evolve and as you evolve too, because, you know, if you're, if you're into this lifelong learning, which I know a lot of you are, you know, or else you wouldn't be listening to this conversation right now, then you know that, uh, you know, your, your maturity around, around everything is going to evolve too, especially around sex and relationships. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, it does go without saying that, well, I just wanted to be clear on how we set the space for the kids. So it's a very safe space. Right. They're allowed to ask anything and use any language. So if they happen to... Uh, they're just they're it's free it's free and clear there's no consequences in terms of like punishment or any of that kind of stuff it's a very loving open safe space they can ask whatever they want to ask they can express themselves however they want to express themselves you know and sometimes there is a little nervousness or giddiness or like really discomfort because they're not quite sure like they understand that this feels a little odd to ask this question but usually they'll settle down yeah, and you know, you know after a while, yeah, especially if we have them separated. And yeah, not together. yeah, and we, you know, we 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 experimented with having the trust talks with them together, 
and really found that they were more open when they weren't uh, in each other's energy. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's that's how that evolved actually. To and you know, it just creates more more privacy and more space for their own private thoughts. Mm-hmm. Independent. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we definitely go over proper terminology. You know, it is penis and it is vagina and it is clitoris and it is breasts and you know all of those things and. So they know the proper terminology, that the proper anatomy, and they know the slang too. Yep. So they may not know the slang, and we're literally sharing with them the slang. So this is, you may hear this in school, you may hear this from your friends, you may hear this on mm-hmm. whatever. And it's allowing them the scope of, of really understanding the difference between Maturity and immaturity, mm-hmm. because all those slang conversations represent how sex is perverted in our society. And so it's important for them to f- not only feel the impact of the energy of those words versus, you know, the, the proper way, the more accurate way of saying something mm-hmm. or the accurate way of describing something. And then the immature versus the versus the maturity of it. So it's super important. You know, we want them to experience the full breadth of the experience and allow them to choose how they're going to relate to it. Right. So So, you know, again, it is a it is a separate it's almost like its own separate conversation where we talk about um, you know, this slang terminology versus, you know, what the what the proper uh the proper name or terminology would be and um and so because that's a separate topic, anything else that is discussed throughout, you know, throughout our half hour trust talk is using um, the, the proper, proper, the proper language, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, because again, to, to to your point, babe, the, um, the maturity comes with using the correct words and then the, you know, then the correct usage mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely. So. And that's how we started with them when they were mm-hmm. young. We yeah. were, I mean, you're going to speak about a toe, a near, an ear, nose, and eyes. So you're going to speak about a penis, a vagina, breasts, scrotum, scrotum, whatever, whatever it is in the same context. And the only reason that it happens to feel or there, there's some judgment associated with it is because it's, there's the meaning around it. It's Mm -hmm. the, it's the legacy of the perversion of it. Oh my gosh, we can't talk about that. Mm -hmm. You know? And so, or I can only say balls. I can't say testicles Yeah, or or, whatever, you know? Exactly. And so it's, it's, uh, it all translates in this household. It all translates into like the same, like eyes are just as important as vulva. Right. You know, like it, it that, means the same mm-hmm. that the, the weight of the conversation means the same. So it's, uh, it's very important. And so those younger years were about anatomy. It was about describing the purpose of it, just like I would teach them or you would teach them the purpose of the digestive system. Well, mm-hmm. we're going to teach the purpose of the reproductive system too. And so it was, those are the those were like the early year conversations at the foundational work and then as they got older and they had more friends and you know obviously they were in school longer then that's when we started layering in you know this is the slang this is what this means this is yes this is this position or yes this is what I mean, you know, one of the questions, what's 69? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that one. <laughs> so this is what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And here's how this looks like a 69. Oh, okay, cool. 
I don't ever want to talk about this again. Okay. <laughs> I mean, no it's no just problem. So but, funny. but we still had the conversation, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah, so it was. It's, that was a family conversation. If mm-hmm, I remember that right. was a family conversation. Mm-hmm. And so those definitely happened too, the family conversations. The other thing that I want to touch on is uh, intimacy. And so when they were babies and they were sitting in the tub, you know, the the importance of bathing them and and being very loving and and sharing with them about you know the bath and bath time and and we used to give them massages when they were um well I mean I still give them massages they're you know where they would their little arms and their little fingers and their you know their little scalp and all kinds of stuff and it was part of their nighttime routine is when they would get bath or bathed and and um they would have a little baby massage and I used that apricot oil from Burt's Bees. Mm. That was my favorite to use. And so it was showing and teaching them, you know, the art of loving and touch and connection and nurturing and nourishing and and those types of things. And I would say to them, you know, this is your fingers and this is your arms and this is your feet. And, And it just, it demonstrated to them that their body is beautiful and that they have an opportunity to really connect with their body and be in their body and trust their body that it's going to run and play and laugh and, you know, all of those things. And, and then as they were able to speak and growing up, I would encourage them like, how does this feel? Do you prefer, you know, to this washcloth or this, um, uh, one of those little poof balls or, mm-hmm. you know, do you like your back scratched or, you know, and I would encourage them to share with me as I would give them the massage, like what felt uh, better than other things or, you know, oh, I want, I'd, I'd like my shoulders massaged or I like my feet massaged. And so it's encouraging them to use their voice, their authentic mm-hmm. voice and ask for what they would like or what they enjoyed. And so again, they can take that practice into their adult relationships and use their voice to express to their partner what they want to experience so that it's it's empowering and again it's nourishing and mm-hmm. connected and powerful and pleasurable and all of those things and you know it's very important <laughs> to be able to express yourself in the bedroom and to, you know, connect with your partner and, or connect with yourself. You know, I think we overlook the, the importance of self-pleasuring or the importance of connecting on that intimate level with your partner, being able to speak um, for, what you, for what you want. Because I know personally, even with our relationship, there were times where I literally would stifle or withhold that request because I was afraid of what you would think of me or I was afraid of what, um, you know, oh no, you would think I'm weird or he would, he's going to, he's going to say no or like all of that garbage came mm-hmm. up. And so we've really been practicing on nourishing that aspect of our relationship too. And that goes back to the orgasmic meditations. And that's why, you know, which is episode one. And we've talked about orgasmic meditations before also, but it's really the art of cultivating the the practice of expressing, you know, expressing what you want and what you what you feel and 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 what feels great for you. So all of those little nuances are also part of 
um, those conversations and, and really uh, the relational part of it too. So yes, we talk about sex in the space and yes, we talk about the relationship aspect of the space. And as they get into relationships with others, we'll enter into that space with them too and, mm-hmm. and talk about agreements and, and so on. So yeah, the conversations are going to continue to evolve mm-hmm. and uh, right. It's going to be agreements with yourself, agreements with others. Uh, we'll end up having conversations around setting, setting standards for their relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, cause uh, you know, I mean, they, it doesn't have to be for, it doesn't have to look like what it did for me. Like, you know, feeling a little, uh, always feeling a little wanty want, um, um, what's the word? Uh, needy, needy. Thank you. Wanty, okay. needy, needy, or, or, you know, just not empowered, you know, in, in standing in my power around, you know, my knowledge or what I knew or didn't know. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of fear, just a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know there's going to be fear because of of the maturity level, and they're going to have some fear because of the maturity level. And you know that's what you do as teenage angst, right? But mm-hmm. if they have a few more tools than than I did, I know that they're going to do uh, a greater job with it mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely. And so again, those agreements, those those agreements that you're making with yourself or the intimate relationship standards that you're setting, those are life skills. And mm-hmm. so we'll be able to teach them how to take the that into the relationship. And so therefore they're honoring their personal intimate standards, they're honoring their personal sexual style, whatever that may be, however that shows up, and thereby honoring others, you know, th- other people's yeah. intimacy and their sexual style. And can you imagine to have, you know, a 16-year-old or a 15-year-old with 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 sexual or intimate standards, relationship standards, mm-hmm. how easy is, if they can do that at that age, how easy is going to be for them to take, to create standards around uh, their work life mm-hmm. or, and, yeah, or their, their, their money, their money, their business mm-hmm. to have standards. I mean, cause who has standards around their intimate relationships? Mm-hmm. You mean besides us? Yeah. <laughs> and a few others that yeah, we know. We, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, you know, I mean, you can say you can have business standards and I think it's almost easier to have, you know, quote unquote business standards because it's not, it doesn't feel so crunchy, but if you can really address those, those intimate standards, uh, that will translate way easier into, uh, you know, business and personal and beyond Mm -hmm. for sure. And finances. And finances. Yeah. Because again, it, it starts with personal. It starts with self. And as those agreements are made and you're you're honoring and you're impeccable with your word, it translates into business standards, mm-hmm. money standards, uh, social standards, like all, all of those things. It, it absolutely 100% translates into a higher, um, a greater version of, of yourself. So. Cool. So yeah. I, to, just to recap a little bit, it is a it's a lifelong conversation. It's a is a conversation you can start having now, whether they're five or eight around relationships, or twenty two, or twenty five, or thirty. I mean, really, can you imagine like for older children, adult children, mm-hmm. sitting sitting down and saying, "Hey, look, this is what I'm learning. This is this is what I'm finding out to be true and accurate, and I want to have this deep, intimate conversation with you because you're an adult, and it's important to me 
that you experienced the totality of you. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh my gosh, your kid is going to be like, who is this? And yep. this is awesome. Right. Yes, let's talk about this. Yes, you know what? This is what I wanted to ask you. What do you think about this? Yeah. Boop. And you don't, you don't yeah. necessarily have to lead the conversation. Y'all can lead, you all can learn and mature together. Mm-hmm. You know, you can study, you can study some of the same things and learn together and have some experiences together where you're, you know, you're maturing together. I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I love that 22 or 25 or 50 thing, you know, and I, I look forward to having these conversations, these lifelong conversations with the boys that started when they're much younger and they're still young. And I know it's going to continue for as long as we're all together because this is, you know, what it's all about. Absolutely. Well, they're playing to be 125 plus two. Absolutely. So, you know, it's food, exercise and sexual health. And where'd you... uh and where we learn all, was a great resource for that to, uh, to learn more about that. The Tao of Health, Sex, and Longevity. Amazing book, for mm-hmm. sure. Absolutely. And it's not on Audible. You'll have to actually sit <laughs> down and read it. <laughs> it is, yeah, it's definitely, it's one of those amazing books that you'll utilize as a textbook and go back to it and refer back to it over and over and over mm-hmm. again. Cool. Yep. It's awesome. all about the law. I mean, it's really all about the law of gender, the yin and yang in all of us, so... You want to master that law, then you'll absolutely utilize that book as a as a a source, a resource, mm-hmm. connected to source. <laughs> cool. So the biggest action step I think that I can throw out there right now is to uh, to heal yourself so that you can have those conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, eliminate the secrecy and uh, whatever the you know you think is is perverse and 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 know that it's your normal and it's all normal and it's just, it doesn't feel normal because uh, you think you're separate to or, uh, or special in some way. And there's so many others that are having the same conversation, internal conversations as you. And there's so many out there that are uh, out there, others that are looking to have these conversations so that, um, you know, you can find another way to relate to yourself and others. And in we, a healthy way, in a healthy way. Yeah. And, we, and when you do that, then you can have healthier conversations with your kids too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. It all goes back to health. Because mm-hmm. if you don't have your health, you don't, it's nothing. I mean, it's really, it all goes back to health. Your health is you. your wealth. Yes. Your health is your true wealth for sure. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Anything else, baby? Mm, I don't think so. I mean, that, you know, we talked a lot about it. It's a, it's, it's definitely a very triggering confronting conversation so we are happy to continue the conversation we're happy to answer your questions of course go to our facebook group which is uh love money and real estate because facebook won't let us use the word sex in sex money and real estate which just goes to show you how triggering sex as a word is that we can't use our the sex money and real estate as our facebook group name Mm y'all That's how controversial, that's how confronting, that's how clandestine people make sex is that we can't talk about it. So much that our Facebook group cannot be called Sex, Money, and Real Estate. If we want to be on Facebook, right? If we want to be on Facebook, yeah. Yeah. Which, of course, we do because it's important to have these conversations. Exactly. It's so funny. Sex is a red-flagged word. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, yeah, so reach out. So much healing to happen. (laughs) Join the Facebook group reach out get on the uh, instagram feed and uh our email is sex money real estate is still yes. <laughs> sex money real estate at gmail.com yes absolutely all right love goes out to all peace 
love, and maturity. Peace. Bye. Bye. Wow, what a show. Thank you so much for listening. If you're inspired, we ask that you share the podcast with one person and subscribe and follow our show. I'm Nancy Jamison. And I'm Bill Jamison. And remember, it's a great life. Woo! (laughs) Quick note about the Sex, Money, and Real Estate podcast. We are not doctors or licensed therapists. We are a joyous, abundant, and mature couple passionately sharing our story of growth around sex, money, and real estate. Our thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are our own, so please consult your doctor, healthcare provider, or your broker regarding any questions or issues you have related to your physical or mental health or specific state laws regarding your real estate business.